My Rosicrucian Experience Ralph Denner, FRC During my late teenage years and into my early twenties, there used to be advertisements in the main newspaper in Barbados, The Advocate, promoting the Rosicrucians. I seem to recall that there were two ads. One was the orb with wings, saying, Thoughts have wings. You can influence others with your thinking. I remember that one more distinctly, since I have seen it in various Rosicrucian periodicals from time to time. The other one, which I cannot remember seeing recently, spoke of this organization with a history of more than 3,000 years, which had its origins in Egypt. Those two ads were burnt into my consciousness. For reasons unknown to me at the time, the advertisements appealed to me. I had never heard anyone, even during the time the ads were appearing, referring to or speaking of the Rosicrucians, far less the Rosicrucian order Amwark. And even though I had only seen the word Rosicrucian as it was written in the ad, and had never heard it vocalized, the pronunciation in my mind was always the way I understand it to be now, i.e. Rosicrucian, as against Rosicrucian, as one often hears it mispronounced. To give further understanding of the environment at the time, the word order, in the sense of a mystical fraternity, or lodge, was taboo. For there were lodges in existence, but they were feared, being considered clandestine, unchristian, and ungodly. There was a general fear concerning lodges, and a general hostility to them at that time. Even now, much of that fear and hostility remains in our society. I learned later that the most prominent lodge at the time was the Freemasons, but there were also lesser ones, like the Mechanics, the Foresters, Prince Hall, and the Elks. At the time I first started noticing the ads, I was not aware of lodges and did not think in terms of the Rosicrucians having a lodge. I had heard of the term lodge in the sense that I had some friends who would tell me from time to time that they were going to pay lodge money for their father or grandfather. I later came to understand the concept of friendly societies and their being referred to as lodges. So the society in which I grew up was an ultra-Christian one, where anything not directly linked to the various church denominations and their pastors were considered demonic. My mother was Wesleyan Holiness, and my grandmother, 
Nazarene. Other persons around were brethren, Moravians, Pentecostals, Catholics, and Anglicans, with Anglicanism being the dominant denomination of the time. In that environment, lodges had to keep a very low profile, and they did so. Most of my religious exposure up to age 14 was in the Wesleyan Holiness Church, my mother's denomination. One would say I attended that church, but I had think in terms of having been carried or sent rather than attended. For much of its teachings and many of its practices never appealed to me or made sense to me. So I guessed, subconsciously, that the search was on for answers to what I was hearing propounded about the divine, the devil, Yeshua, heaven and hell, and all the attendant dogmatic language. So, in September 1976, I filled out an application to join the Rosicrucian Order. One of the questions on the form had to do with why I wanted to join the order. My reply was, I do not know what the truth is, but I know that I am not hearing it. So, fratres and sororas, that was my only motivation for joining the order, to learn the truth about existence, a matter about which I got the distinct impression that much was missing from what I was getting from school and church. Added to that was the conviction from within me that the organization in those advertisements, the Rosicrucians, had the answers I needed. Fratres and sororas, I was not disappointed. I am now extremely happy to report that the order has served me beyond my wildest dreams in that regard. And for that, I will be eternally grateful. The Rosicrucian Order's teachings have led me, excitedly, to answers regarding what I consider the four great questions regarding existence. Who am I? Where did I come from? Why am I here on earth? Where am I going? Through the order, I have learned that thought is creative and that one is responsible for all of one's experiences and that through thought, one can change any aspect of life which is not satisfying. Further, the order's teachings have brought me into closer attunement with the universal cosmic mind by eliminating from my mind, to a significant degree, thoughts that stem from wrong concepts of the power of the material world into a relocation of that power and intelligence to the spiritual world. They have done so to the point where I now, more and more, can translate concepts proposed by the mystical writings from the material 
to the spiritual and see personages and places in the writings as representative of levels of universal consciousness and intelligence at work. Another element of the Order's teachings that had a significant impact on my consciousness development was the part of an exercise which called for reflection on the statement, Self unto self will speak. Self unto God will speak. God unto self will reveal. This served to firmly establish in my mind the relationship between my two natures and they, in turn, to the divine. Understanding this relationship has brought profound understandings about life and existence and how to master many of the issues that infest our daily lives. The teachings have helped my consciousness in development in such a way that I can now clearly relate to the sentiments expressed in Sir Edward Dyer's poem, My Mind to Me, A Kingdom Is. Concepts that clearly delineate the power of one's mind and its place in our existence. The poem reads as follows. My mind to me a kingdom is. Such present joys therein I find that it exceeds all other bliss that world affords or grows by kind. Though much I want, which most would have, yet still my mind forbids to crave. No princely pomp, no wealthy store, nor force to win the victory. No wily wit to salve a sore, no shape to feed a loving eye. To none of these I yield as thrall, for why my mind doth serve for all. I see how plenty suffers oft, and hasty climbers soon do fall. I see that those which are aloft mishap doth threaten most of all. They get with toil, they keep with fear, such cares my mind could never bear. Content I live, this is my stay. I seek no more than my suffice. I press to bear no haughty sway. Look what I lack my mind supplies. Lo, thus I triumph like a king, Content with that my mind doth bring. Some have too much, yet still do crave. I little have, and seek no more. They are but poor, though much they have, and I am rich, with little store. They poor, I rich, they beg, I give, they lack, I leave, they pine, I live. I laugh not at another's loss, 
I grudged not at another's gain. No worldly wave my mind can toss. My state at one doth still remain. I fear no foe. I fawn no friend. I loathe not life, nor dread my end. Some weigh their pleasure by their lust, their wisdom by their rage of will. Their treasure is their only trust, a cloaked craft their store of skill. But all the pleasure that I find is to maintain a quiet mind. My wealth is health and perfect ease, my conscience clear, my choice defense. I neither seek by bribes to please, nor by deceit to breed offense. Thus do I live, thus will I die, would all did so as well as I. Ritsama's poem, Mastery, also set out below, is another work that aptly presents sentiments to which I can easily relate, purely as a result of what I have been able to gather from the Rosicrucian Order's work. I, at last, have reached the goal and solved the mystery of my soul. I am that to which I prayed, that too which I looked for aid. I am that which I did seek. I am my own mountain peak. I upon creation look as a leaf in my own book, for I, the one, the many make, of substance which from me I take. For all is me, there are no two. Creation is myself all through. What I grant unto myself, I take down from my own shelf. And give to me the only one, for I am the Father and the Son. When I want, I do but see, my wishes coming forth in me. For I am the knower and the known, ruler, subject, and the throne. Three in one is what I am. Hell itself is but my dam, which I did put in my own stream, when in a nightmare I did dream that I was not the only one. Thus by me was pain begun, which ran its course till I awoke and found that I with me did joke. So now that I do stand awake, I, my throne, do wisely take, and rule my kingdom, which is me, a master through eternity. I would like to present three more poems in order to give a proper picture 
of how the order has impacted my thinking and consciousness. The first one is Rosicrucian poet Ella Wheeler Wilcox's The Law, Mystery of Life. The sun may be clouded, yet ever the sun will sweep on its course till the cycle is run. And when into chaos the systems are hurled, again shall the builder reshape a new world. Your path may be clouded, uncertain your goal. Move on, for the orbit is fixed for your soul. Although it may lead into darkness of night, the torch of the builder shall give it new light. You were and you will be. Know this while you are. Your spirit has traveled both long and afar. It came from the source, to the source it returns. The spark that was lighted eternally burns. It slept in the jewel, it leapt from the wave. It roamed in the forest, it rose from the grave. It took on strange garbs for long eons of years, and now in the soul of yourself it appears. From body to body your spirit speeds on. It seeks a new form when the old one is gone. And the form that it finds is the fabric we wrought on the loom of the mind with the fiber of thought. As dew is drawn upward in rain to descend, your thoughts drift away and in destiny blend. You cannot escape them, or petty or great, or evil or noble, they fashion your fate. Somewhere on some planet, sometime and somehow, your life will reflect all the thoughts of you now. The way is unerring, no blood can atone, the structure you rear, you must live it alone. From cycle to cycle, through time and through space, your lives with your longings will ever keep pace. And all that you ask for and all you desire will come at your bidding as flames out of fire. You are your own devil. You are your own God. You fashion the paths that your footsteps have trod. And no one can save you from error or sin unless you shall hark to the Spirit within. Once list to that voice and all tumult is done. Your life is the life of the Infinite One. In the hurrying race, you are a conscious of pause, with love for the purpose and love for the cause. Set out below are the final two short selections 
taken from James Allen's little classic, As a Man, Person Thinketh. Mind is the master power that molds and makes, and man is mind, and evermore he takes. The tool of thought and shaping what he wills brings forth a thousand joys, a thousand ills. He thinks in secret, and it comes to pass. Environment is but his looking-glass. Thought in the mind hath made us, but we are by thought was wrought and built. If a man's mind hath evil thoughts, pain comes on him as comes the wheel the ox behind. If one endure impurity of thought, joy follows him as his own shadow, sure. The understanding those poems have brought me epitomize what the Rosicrucian teachings have done for my life. To me, they cover practically all of what I could have hoped to experience as consciousness development in this incarnation. Today, most people are looking for a panacea, that one item that solves all of life's problems and challenges and provides them with the state of complete peace, which we, in our work, refer to as peace profound. In truth and in fact, there is one thing in life that does fit the bill of being a solution to every malaise and that leads to peace profound. That one thing has to do with following the mystical path, i.e. becoming efficient and proficient in the use of mystical principles and living the mystical life. From my experience, this is what the Rosicrucian teachings do. I get a definite thrill learning about life and existence from the Rosicrucian Order's teachings a thrill not experienced with any other type of spiritual work. My mind is now much better able to cope with life's challenges than before I affiliated with the order. And there is a feeling of my growing closer and closer to something divine, a la the prayer of the Emperor Julian, as follows. Point me the way that leadeth upward to thee, for yonder regions where thou dwellest are incomparably beautiful. If I may divine their beauty that is at thy side from the pleasantness of the path which I have already traveled. More and more I am feeling a sense of unity with the universe and not as separate from anything more and more I am melting into and being absorbed into the all. While I am not a swimmer as far as swimming in the material sense of the world goes, I find that I enjoy swimming in the ocean of universal energy and intelligence. The teachings are bringing home to me both intellectually and experientially the truth that I am part of a universal entity and that I am not a separate and individual being. I now see all things and all persons being drawn closer to me and I 
to them. This, in a nutshell, has been my Rosicrucian experience.